Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Fortunate the Prime Minister uh, wouldn't look at the big picture and understand that families, parents play a role in the children's upbringing. That uh, was the voice of New Brunswick Premier Blaine Higgs on the air with us last weekend on uh, the New Brunswick policy that requires the school boards to inform parents if students under the age of 16 are desirous of using a different pronoun or gender identification difference uh, is also an issue in the classroom, then the school boards have to contact the parents. We talked to Blaine Higgs. You can find that at globalnews.ca slash Roy Green in our interviews anytime or on the podcast. Now, we've spoken on a number of occasions recently with the Premier of Saskatchewan, Scott Moe, about the Premier's decision to move ahead with similar legislation. At the moment, it's a policy, as I understand it. But Premier Moe is recalling the legislature in order to pass this into law. And uh, he has said, according to news stories, and you've seen them on globalnews.ca, that the notwithstanding clause will be enacted by the government should the courts decide to overrule the eventual Saskatchewan legislation on this particular issue. Premier Mo, how are you? Good to have you back with us. I'm Roy, um, and uh, I hope you're doing well on an important day across Canada and Truth and Reconciliation Day. That's right. I, first of all, this is my first question for you. Your thoughts and your comments and your feelings about National Truth and Reconciliation Day. Well, I think it's a time for each of us as Canadians to pause and and you think about our, our shared history uh, in this nation, whether it be Indigenous or non-Indigenous, uh, which should ultimately I mean you're an immigrant to Canada. But I think it's also a time for us to uh, take a pause and, 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 and think about where we're going, uh, where we're going in this nation when it comes to uh, true reconciliation, when it comes to uh, all that is involved in that conversation. And so I hope uh, Canadians are either partaking in some of the events that are happening across our nation or uh, at the very least uh, just taking a, uh, sometime in their day to think about our shared history and, and what our shared future is going to look like. What are you seeing in Saskatchewan, Premier? A number of events across across the province uh, doing just that, remembering um, um, remembering some, some difficult times uh, in many cases, um, but also having those conversations about how we're moving forward uh, in this province. We have, uh, and we talk on this show about, you know, a number of uh, different initiatives uh, that are happening in Saskatchewan, positive initiatives, and, uh, you know, whether it's us as a government or uh, each of us as individuals, we always need to keep in mind how we are moving forward uh, together, everyone uh, in our province, and, and ultimately I would say everyone in our nation need to keep that at the forefront as well. And so um, I, I, uh, uh, a busy day uh, in the province of Saskatchewan. Yeah, it's important that we all move together on so many different fronts in this country, but let me get to the issue now of the Saskatchewan policy concerning school pronoun and gender identification. For those under the age of 16, would you remind us, please, and remind our listeners across the country of what the policy states now? Yeah, the, what the, I think it's also important, uh, Roy, uh, with respect to the policy, um, why and who the policy was developed for. Uh, these little adults, uh, these are our children, they aren't able on whether or not they, they choose to attend school or whether or not can drive. These are our children. They're not little adults. And the school, not the courts, are the parents. The, only the parents are the 
for our children and nation. And so the policy that we had brought in uh, place uh, recognized just that. The policy um, that we that we have put in place really is designed not to exclude parents from uh, from what's happening with their child's education and their child's schooling. Um, you, we do have to remember these are children. These are not little adults. And the schools, nor the government, nor the courts are the parents. Only the parents are the parents. And so the policy that we have uh, would ensure that parents are being communicated with, with respect to curriculum that's being offered to their children, with respect to um, what uh, pronouns their child may have been may be requesting to be identified from. In fact, what, what the, the, the policy really is, is before the school would ultimately recognize that they would want to have uh, the parents consent much like what's happening uh, in and being discussed in new brunswick and at the end of the day uh, we have a more responsive and reactive education system in our province and in our nation when parents are are very much involved uh, in uh, their child's school their child's education system and that's what this policy is designed to do and we would encourage parents to become uh, even more involved than they maybe they are uh, today in their school uh, community councils uh, even with with directly with their board and certainly with their teacher and principals. Premier, yet you had a Saskatchewan court grant an injunction against the policy earlier in the week. Were you expecting that? Well, I, I think any time you go to court, you're, you're going to court uh, to be successful, obviously. And so uh, what we have said is, uh, listen, we, we brought this policy in uh, to protect parental rights uh, here in Saskatchewan, the parental right to be involved in a child's education. Um, we had always said that as long as that policy is effective, um, we, we were happy with that. That was, that was what we wanted. Uh, if that policy should ever not be effective, that we would use the tools available um, and at the government's disposal to ensure that it is effective moving forward. So as of this past week, there was an injunction granted, so the policy is not effective. And so we have, we have uh, employed or in, indicated that we're going to employ the tools that are available to the government to ensure the policy is effective moving forward, and that's passing legislation and, and protecting that legislation with a notwithstanding clause. And your understanding is that the majority of parents in Saskatchewan support the government? Certainly, with respect to the conversations that each of our MLAs is having with parents across the province, uh, um, certainly uh, there is broad support. There's broad discussion, I would say, as well, about how we ensure we are providing supports uh, to all children, even uh, if, if, albeit a, a smaller number of children that may have um, you know, some challenges in their life uh, with respect to this policy or other things that are happening in our schools as well. And, and so we want to ensure, uh, and there's an opportunity for discussion with our school divisions, um, but also with uh, our parents on uh, the protocols that we currently have in place, the supports we currently have in place when uh, children are, are having challenges in their life, and is there an opportunity for us to enhance those? Now, Premier, if it goes to court again, and I suspect it will, and I'm sure you suspect it will as well, you've said that if the court, any court overturns what is then legislation, you would enact, enact the notwithstanding clause, which is the biggest metaphoric bullet in a province's uh, provincial arsenal uh, when a court refutes legislation. So why the notwithstanding clause in, in this case? And are you sending a clear message to all the judges in the province? Uh, we're, we're, we're being clear with the people of, of Saskatchewan. Uh, we're providing that clarity for our school divisions, providing that clarity ultimately for parents, for educators in our classroom, uh, providing that clarity for all Saskatchewan people by um, doing what we said we were going to do. We had said all along that we... 
uh, had enacted this policy. Uh, if that policy is in effect, that was what we wanted. Um, today, as we have seen, that policy is not in effect. So we're using the tools that are available to us. There's one point about the notwithstanding clause uh, as well is, uh, you know, it's part of our, our, our charter. Um, and when the uh, charter was brought together, there was, uh, you know, significant discussion about which, which rights should be protected under the charter. And then there's a number of rights that are not uh, within the tar- charter. And the notwithstanding clause was advocated for to be included by uh, the provinces of Alberta and Saskatchewan, predominantly, ultimately been used uh, most notably by Quebec, the, the, the largest number of times. But it was brought in to protect uh, those non-charter rights when they may collide with charter rights. And ultimately, then the elected government of the day could make the decision on behalf of the, 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 the constituents that they represent on which of those rights is going to supersede. And so the notwithstanding clause is there uh, to protect the rights of people um, and when they may, uh, when those rights uh, that are outside the charter may collide with rights that are within the charter. So uh, it is one of the tools that's available. It's not a tool that should be utilized uh, frequently or lightly, taken lightly when it is utilized. Um, but it's a tool that we feel is necessary to provide clarity to Saskatchewan people today. Yeah, and there's a good argument to be made, or a good debate waiting to happen, about whether courts should, in fact, overrule legislatures, be they provincial or federal, when a law is passed by the representatives of the people of the province or the country. What roles really do the courts have? That's a debate I think we need to have again in Canada. Premier, the federal government is accusing your government of violating individual rights with the policy which is assumed to become legislation. What's your response to the federal government? Uh, n- n- nothing of the sort. Um, we are in- enacting legislation, protecting that legislation for parental rights. Uh, um, most certainly, uh, parents do have rights when it comes to raising their children and being actively involved in in this case, in their children's education, we're most certainly going to ensure that is the case in Saskatchewan. So nothing could be further um, from the facts uh, with respect uh, to that. And I would say that uh, when you aren't supporting the right of of a parent to be involved in their child's education, why, why, why would you not be supportive of that stance? Yeah. Are you working uh, cooperatively with uh, Premier Higgs in New Brunswick, or are you working, coming at this separately? No, no uh, in, we, I talk to all uh, my colleagues across the nation. Uh, premier Higgs, uh, I talk to him on a number of different topics, including this. I uh, talk to other premiers on a number of different topics as well, including uh, this uh, policy, as we know, in Manitoba. Uh, premier Stephenson has made a commitment, if she's successful in the election, to uh, enact uh, a similar policy in Manitoba, and I, I think uh, it'll be looked at in, in some other provinces where the people um, are, are pushing and asking uh, their government to move forward with it, which is how a democracy ultimately works. And so the courts uh, will be uh, the courts, and there will be uh, conversations that play out in the courts. Ultimately, we're elected in this province to govern on behalf of the people of Saskatchewan, and that's precisely what we intend on doing in standing up for, for parental rights. You've certainly made that very clear on my program over the last number of weeks when we've talked about this particular policy. Did your Premier Mo, did you expect this level of uh, resistance that you're receiving to the policy? There's, there is some resistance. Um, we should not underestimate the support uh, that is coming in from individual parents, educators, uh, to, to myself and to our fellow MLAs uh, in the province as well. Um, so there is going to be, and there's a, there's a healthy discussion, I think, that is that is happening that will, uh, I think, help uh, formulate the discussion around ensuring that 
Um, we're recognizing the supports we have for all children, uh, whatever challenging situation they might find themselves in. Um, and is there an opportunity to support or to increase those supports? So I, I think it's a, uh, at times a healthy discussion to have. Um, and this is one of those times. But uh, I don't think anyone should underestimate the support for um, having parents involved in their, their children's education, actively involved in their children's education. It's out there, and uh, we most certainly are hearing about it uh, from corner to corner in, in the province that we represent. Yeah, and you've told us that uh, parents largely support the position that you've taken as a government on this particular policy. You mentioned educators. Are you hearing from teachers uh, in the province of Saskatchewan who perhaps quietly support your policy? Many of them. Uh, many many teachers are are, are looking uh, to uh, have have some uh, additional involvement, uh, not only from the parents, but I, I think in fairness uh, from the community as well, and to have uh, some guidelines on <laughs> what we are expecting our schools and our teachers ultimately to provide uh, to our children. As I said, teachers aren't parents. They they at times I think Minister Duncan has said it very well. They will stand in the place of parents for uh, a few hours a day. Um, and they are an important role model in, in uh, the upbringing of our children, but they simply are not parents. Governments also are not parents, nor are the courts. Parents are parents, uh, and we, uh, what we are doing is opening up uh, the opportunity for parents to become much more closely involved with uh, their, their teacher, uh, their children's teacher, their children's principal, and ultimately their children's education. And we feel that will build such a, more, such a, a stronger education system here in the province, and we encourage Saskatchewan parents to reach out uh, to those involved in their child's education and become actively involved in it. In the about a minute we have left, Premier, what do you say when people say, well, look, with this kind of policy, could put children at risk if parents are intolerant of the decisions their kids make? And that's precisely where those supports uh, need to come in. Um, if, if there is uh, an incident where a child is put at risk, um, whether it be this policy or whether it be many other things in our community, in our school, in a child's life that uh, may be putting them at risk as well, we need to have uh, those community supports uh, uh, to wrap around and available uh, to that child. And uh, so there are reasons today why uh, child, children in our education system, children in our communities may be at risk for different reasons. Um, and so we need to have, a, I think, a more holistic discussion about which supports do we have in place? Are they the correct supports? And do they need to be changed, altered, or expanded? If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.